so the first thing I did, uh, just went on Twitter, went on LinkedIn, um, like just DMs, you know, maybe a hundred people to say, oh, hey, I'm in Silicon Valley right now. Can we meet? You know, I'm a 17 year old entrepreneur. I, I have this startup. I'd love to pitch you. Can we meet? And like, I did that a bunch of times, like just, just from the, the airport back to the Airbnb. Today, I have Baron Korkmaz, a 17-year-old founder and CEO of an augmented reality company. He was actually 14 when he started his entrepreneurial journey. Baron is based in London. He talks to me about creating his demo slash prototype while he was still in school and getting attention and founding his company what it was like going through school while dealing with all of this and going to Silicon Valley for the first time right at the start of the pandemic lockdown and everything he's learned so far. Let's get right to it. Here's Baron. How did you end up becoming a founder at 14? Uh, yeah, when I was 14, uh, the Grenfell tragedy happened. And, um, you know, at that time, I wanted to build something more meaningful instead of just some, you know, a few crappy games. Uh, so, yeah, I decided, okay, is there something I can do to impact this? Like, you're using technology to leverage, you know, some sort of app or, or something. And um, around that time, actually, ARKit was announced, uh, which is Apple's augmented reality framework. And using that, I thought, okay, if we're able to get uh, someone's position indoors we can firstly communicate uh, communicate that to like a firefighter and also for that person to to understand their way around the buildings so really the idea was can i prototype something quick to demonstrate this and so i built like a really small demo you know recorded it you know put on youtube uh, got mm. some attention and uh, yeah just decided to take it to some competitions and um, showcase it at like the british invention show Mm. Uh, so I p- actually picked up some Sky News attention from there. Uh, someone from Sky News was there. Mm. Uh, went on Sky News, did like a, a small <laughs> talk. Yeah, and then got featured on, on BBC Breakfast, for example. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really great. I mean, being able to just take this prototype that I built out and um, yeah, really show the world that, look, technology can be used to you know help out in situations like this. So, um, so like initially it went from a prototype and I wanted to turn this into like a project so, you know, in my spare time at school, and then I started thinking, can I now turn this into a startup and, mm. you know, turn it into a business? And what sort of business advice did you get as a 14-year-old? Because who's going who's gonna to tell you to go full-time into this? Or did you do it part-time? Like, because you can't leave school at 14. How did it work? Yeah, no, exactly. So, so yeah, I mean, from um, 14, yeah, I just continued until I was uh, 16, just like working on it part-time, you know, outside right. of school. And yeah, I, the sort of advice I got was, you know, I, I don't really have a mentor or anything like that. I just, uh, you know, you watched a lot of YouTube videos on, and, and you know, initially everyone goes through the phase of watching those mm. crappy motivational videos. But mm. I think, you know, sometimes there, there is like some really valuable content on YouTube. So yeah, initially I just, um, you know, searched up, okay, how do I create a business plan? How do I wow, create awesome. a business model? How, how do you sell something? And uh, yeah, slowly I, I started building that up. Wait, so, all right, so let me but get yeah, this I mean, right. 
So at fourteen, <laughs> you built the prototype, and then for the next two years, you just kind of did it part time with school. Yeah, so you're well, still in okay. school, and you didn't have any kind of business mentor or anything, and you just did it through YouTube videos. Yeah, but the other thing as well is、um, I did start to build sort of like a team at that point. So after Sky News,、um, you know, on Twitter, I remember like I met my co-founder Dovi,、um, ah. and it was really funny. It was a really funny situation. So、uh, he just DM'd me, just congratulated me on the on on coming up this far. I, I was like at that point, you know, I, I didn't have like someone to build the the platform out.、Mm-hmm. So all I had at that point was just like the prototype app. And it was barely functional, you know. It really, really didn't work well. And、uh, yeah, I decided, okay, I, I need a, I need someone else to do this as well.、Mm. Um, and yet, Dovi, by coincidence, I just said, oh, do you have any JS skills? Can you code in JavaScript? And、uh, yeah, he, he was like, okay, cool. Let me, let me help you out. So, so yeah, from there, I, I. How old was he, and where、sure. was he based? Yeah, so he was actually based in、uh, Lithuania, and、um, okay. he was. At the time,、uh, 15 or 16,、nice. and then afterwards we decided let's shift this to just general navigation, not just you know fire safety, but can we, you know, we built this awesome tech. Can we now do indoor positioning and use that for just general purpose navigation? So, you know, we set up the site, redesigned the website, and we actually got like a lot of inbound traction from that.、Mm. So a lot of different project proposals came through from. Um, you know, like shopping malls.、Um, there was like a, a few airport pilots, like a parking so, app. So,、idea. just from having the website up, did you do any、yeah. marketing? Okay, it's quite funny. So, I, I use Reddit a lot, and also、mm. LinkedIn、um, to push it through. So, like, I, I joined every single sort of、uh, augmented reality community、mm. I could find、um, on Discord, on on LinkedIn, and also on Reddit. So, I、mm. just pushed. A lot of the content through there, so we created a lot of videos and demos, and I just yeah, just、uh, you know, uploaded it, shared links, and you know, it was all free marketing. So you know, I, I never once paid for like Facebook ads or Google ads. Excellent,、uh, excellent. And you、yeah. didn't, you did it yourself. Had, you, did, you didn't have a marketing guy. Yeah, yeah, we had literally no one. And、uh, and the funny thing is,、uh, at that time, we also onboarded our other. Team member who was、uh, Nickel, and、um, he's actually the the you know the brains behind the AR right now, and like all the XR stuff we do. So、mm. he's actually a published、uh, augmented reality researcher, and、mm. yeah, I mean right now he's been working on everything.、Uh, but at that point, when once we first onboarded him,、uh, we we literally had nothing prior to that. So all the marketing and all the project proposals we got, we couldn't supply any of them because it's like we didn't have a working product at the time. So,、mm-hmm. the, so there was like the Royal Bank of Scotland. They reached out.、Um, you know, we had some、uh, a few shopping malls who wanted to try it out,、uh, and and this was all around the world. And、uh, that went on to our first retail project, which we were able to accept, which was in Taiwan.、Mm-hmm. And that was when we actually had something ready, so that our SDK was ready.、Uh, and I think、uh, actually Asia is the the fastest adopter of augmented reality technology.、Mm-hmm. So they they move very fast on new tech, and and that's just amazing because at the time we wanted to sort of have a test case and like really put this out in a test scenario, like in a test market.、Mm. So it was really perfect because we learned a lot from that experience, from all the bugs we had, from all the、uh, back and forth.、Mm. So yeah, I think I think that was definitely great. And and from there we went on 
to do other projects. So we explored projects in healthcare prior to that, actually, in HCG Hospital in India. We set up like a nice pilot there. And mm. our, you know, at the time, our, our CPO, Nickel, was the person leading the conversation since he is based in India in Bangalore. And oh, Bangalore is considered like to, to be the Silicon Valley of India. Yeah. So you, you're in London. Your co-founder is in Lithuania. Is he the yeah. CTO? He's a CTO, yeah. yeah? And then your CPO is in India, right? Yeah. Amazing. And yeah, then exactly. You, and then you had people, just potential customers, just contacting you from Taiwan and wherever else. So just yeah. without... I mean, we did a project in Qatar. We did a project in India. Um, you know, right now we have discussions with a few studio uh, studio companies in America. Okay. I mean... And they all, yeah, the they all that's find you, like you haven't reached out to them. No, no. I mean, this is all inbound uh, leads just through our, our website. I mean, signups um, that happen. Amazing. All right. Before we move on to the next phase, I have to ask. So when you dropped out of school at 16 to start the company, what did your parents think? Yeah, yeah I mean, that was uh, definitely an interesting choice. I mean, at the time, I did have the acquisition offer on the table. Oh, so, so you, know, you that already was kind had of an... the validation. Okay. Well, tell us about that. So you were already, so you hadn't left school yet. And then yeah, you had an yeah. acquisition so, so actually, offer for the I company. Was, yeah. Yeah. So actually, you know, what happened was, you know, one of the signups turned back to us and say, oh, okay, really cool stuff. I'd love to try out your platform. I ended up traveling up to their offices and uh, yeah, walked them through the demo. And uh, yeah, they ended up sending a uh you know memorandum of understanding just to like mou just to uh basically say they want to buy us out and like hire out the team mm. um and yeah that was that was really out of the blue and it was quite surprising at the time so once i got that offer and you know the, the sort of salary package and, and whatnot it offered um that was kind of like my validation to say oh great you know <laughs> i can actually do this full time and mm. you know someone's already valued the company at that stage because before that we're building tech but tech is intangible it's not mm. an asset like real estate that you can value so that's why you know that that was my validation to actually drop out and um yeah just continue pursuing it. and so since then um you know we're still in talks with them uh, like in terms of we've done the due diligence and uh we've done actually a, a client project with them uh, in wales so uh, what we're looking to do now is is um yeah, just see where we can take that. But currently, we are also looking to to complete our own uh, seed raise. So you didn't so, accept the offer? Yeah, I mean, what we're trying to do is actually shift it more into a partnership. And so, you know, work with them as partners. And so okay. in that way, we, you know, both parties can can benefit or, you know, like sort of um, not, not exactly a joint venture, but like um, basically, you know, we can, uh, help them on the augmented reality side and uh yeah they can focus on all the other product offerings they have okay um would take a little moment to tell me about that period so were you doing gcses yeah yeah so i actually i had just finished them how i sort of structured it was around that period i focused more on the subjects that i cared about so for example <laughs> like uh, religious education um so i you know i i really didn't study at all for that um so, <laughs> so i kind of like sacrificed some things did but, you pass religion um i'm not exactly sure i think i did um <laughs> you, you didn't even check yeah. the grade 
Well, no, no, I, I think um, I, I don't get too high off calls, but uh, yeah, it, it doesn't really matter since it's not something I want to pursue. Wow. So I prioritized uh, mainly computer science and uh, yeah, that's about it already. <laughs> wow, dude. And what, so, and tell me about the conversations you had with parents or uh, advisors or teachers, what, you know, what kind of conversations yeah, did you have? Sure. Yeah, I mean, at, at this time they already knew what, uh, exactly I was doing you know I, I sent like the MOU to like my uh, counselor I you know basically said to them look you know I've already uh, gone on offer that's like 4x uh, what I would make if I graduated from university mm-hmm. um, you know and, and just studied computer science so that's why I think it, it's like you know if you do something that you're you know really passionate about and um, you don't really listen to or, or you know you don't really follow the, the well-worn path there's a lot of opportunity out of that because it's original and um you know especially in the in the tech industry as soon as i got that offer i mean that that really went to to show like okay great i mean i've got this full acquisition offer for my company like i started literally a year ago um like i registered it a year ago under my dad's name mm-hmm. and um you know n- now like i like i'm uh doing what exactly what i want to do which is uh, developing cool tech that I actually enjoy doing. So, and so yeah. the stuff I was learning in computer science in GCSE was very, very basic Python. Um, and for for example, like in that two year space, um, you could get a Udemy course and learn <laughs> way more than that. So, mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think it really just depends on like taking it into your own hands because uh, yeah, depending on school to do everything for you is is like probably the worst way uh, wow. to go about it. All right, so tell me about, let's bring it right up to date now. So you went to Silicon Valley when? If you, when did you go for the first yeah. time? Yeah, so um, funny story. So I actually left uh, on the 9th, yeah, 9th of March this year. I went to San Francisco. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was a really great experience. Oh, the, the goal there was um, I was invited out to SASTA annual 2020. It's like the world's largest SAS conference. So okay. like SAS is, by, by the way, like software as a service. Mm-hmm. That's the business model. So yeah, I was invited out. And so that's why it was like completely free as well, which is wow. pretty cool. So you were like invited to grand. attend like a free trip? Yeah, pretty Amazing. much. Um, and uh, yeah, that was a great experience. So the, the only problem is the day before I was flying, uh, the news came that the event, the conference was cancelled, right? just because it's because of the virus and whatnot. Mm. Um, so funny story. Uh, as soon as I got there, the first thing I did was like go on LinkedIn and Twitter and just try and set up as many meetings I can uh, with like you know angels or VCs in the area. Um, as well so wait, as wait, some, wait. You know, so partners. you the day before you were supposed to leave, it was cancelled. <laughs> yeah. So did you yeah, exactly. did you not have a decision to make? Like, should I still go? Like, how? What did you think? Again, at that time, it, the situation wasn't too bad with like COVID nineteen and whatnot. Um, so, so like my in- initial reaction was, you know what? I booked the flights already. Uh, let me see what I can do. <laughs> awesome. Like, try were you going by yourself or who'd you go with? Yeah. So actually, I, I uh, yeah went with my father as well. Okay. You know, just so like he could uh, drive me around mainly. Since we, well, since I rented out like a, a Jeep as well, just yeah. to get around. And uh, yeah, I mean, the the thing is, I yeah, set up like around, uh, you know, 15 meetings uh, with some VCs. 
and um, also just you know went up and down the valley because uh, it's it's a really different startup scene there compared to you know in London. Um, I think the energy there is like just much more high pace. Okay, and, so um, yeah, let me just uh, recap. So sure, it was sure. cancelled, and then you thought, "Shall I still go?" And then you thought, "Screw it." I'm going to go and see what I can do. So even though the event's cancelled, I'm going to find my own meetings. Yeah, I mean, I'm an opportunist. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm an opportunist, right? So like, I, I feel like, um, you know, I'll, I'll try and make the most out of anything I can. So, Excellent. Uh, and, and the great thing is actually on the 12th of March, that was my birthday. So uh, it's kind of cool to say that like I went to Silicon Valley and I returned home older like 17 so amazing um, you yeah. turned 17 it was, it was definitely, yeah yeah um oh happy birthday uh, happy belated yeah, I mean, birthday man yeah no yeah thank you <laughs> so uh, so what happened so you landed there you have no event to go to what'd you do yeah so the first thing i did uh just went on twitter went on linkedin um like just DMs, you know, maybe a hundred people to say, oh, hey, I'm in Silicon Valley right now. Can we meet? You know, I'm a 17-year-old entrepreneur. I, I have this startup. I'd love to pitch you. Can we meet? And like Amazing. I did that I love a it. bunch of times, like just just from the, the airport back to the Airbnb. And um, how many responses? Yeah, like I think out of a hundred I mean, okay, so Twitter is probably the best because, like, VCs and, and angels love to flex on Twitter. So, okay. <laughs> you know, it's it's great to reach out to them on there. Um, so I got, like, I think eight or nine responses from Twitter and then only seven responses from uh, LinkedIn. Okay, so around um, 15% uh, response. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And this was before they completely... Uh, took out physical meetings or w- were you still able to meet physically or shake hands and stuff like how was it yeah so interesting situation i did get like a majority of them didn't want to meet like they wanted to do video calls and zoom calls and it's like it's really really sucks because it's like this is my only time in silicon valley i, I could have done zoom calls in london i know um but i did get um around uh seven or eight like in-person meetings so yeah, that that was great. So you were um, still shaking hands. Yeah, I was like shaking hands, or like you know, some of them did uh, the elbow bump. Yeah, uh, yeah, the preferred way. And uh, yeah, I just like I met up with, for example, Tom uh, from Apeful. Uh, mm. So he's like the VP of engineering um, out there. So like he's he's like probably one of the the top AR pioneers mm. for the work he's doing. I met with Arca uh, from Context Grid. Uh, they're doing some really cool AR stuff. Mm. And um, yeah, and then I met with a, a few different uh, VC firms out there. Um, I saw the. It was picture. just a great experience. To, yeah, yeah, on on Twitter, right? I <laughs> know. Uh, I saw the picture you posted of uh, outside Steve Jobs's garage. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So of course, I mean, uh, as soon as you go to Silicon Valley, you have to. So I went like I think on the first, uh, yeah, first day I, I went to you know, the classic garage where it all happened. And I also went over to uh, Google's uh, headquarters. Okay, the Google Plex. So like they, yes, yes, uh, that was very cool. I took some uh, pictures there and whatnot. Uh, but they were actually kind of closed down as well at that okay. time. So you mm. couldn't actually enter into places. Um, you could just walk around. And uh, yeah, from there, like 
I, I think that the main thing for me was just the Steve Jobs uh, garage. Like I, I always fantasize about like, you know, going there and, and uh, uh, saying, you know, I'm at where it all started. Because it's, it's, I, I feel like Silicon Valley is more of a museum kind of thing. It, it's, mm. yeah, I mean, it's crazy, crazy uh, to live there, for example. Like I, I went through the Google, the, the Google uh, campus and, um, you know, I saw loads of caravans, for example. Um, so I think that's, that's like, you know, and these are like probably Google, uh, you know, like top people like Google again, paid over a hundred grand and they're just, you know, in caravans, which is crazy. Um, wow. When you think of sort of like the house, I mean, yeah, the, the pricing there for ha- housing and, and whatnot is just so inflated. <laughs> just to clarify um, um, for the non UK audience. So when you say caravan, you mean trailers. So yeah, trailers. people living in trailers. Yeah, and, and like literally NASA engineers as well, just living in trailers <laughs> and like um, top people like Google, like um, on you know those crazy Google salaries, just you know living in in uh, caravans and trailers. So awesome. for me, it's it's like in London, those guys would. I mean, again, we've got a similar situation in London where it's very high pricing for living here. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like over there is is just too crazy so yeah was was there ever um a chance that you might not be able to fly back did you consider that was there ever a danger of you not being oh uh, yeah was there ever a danger of you being stuck there uh sorry you just reminded me actually so the the flight back to um the uk from the us so that was actually on uh monday and the thing is on sunday i believe it was uh trump announced on tv like oh uh, we're closing down <laughs> our borders. No more flights from Europe. Oh. Uh, but I think at that point, he did say, we are accepting flights from London. He, he said, like, you know, from the UK, you can still fly. Hmm. Uh, well, then, I, what was it? I think on Monday, um, something changed, like Monday morning. And, and then he said, oh, actually, no, we're not going to uh, accept flights from London as well. But you were flying um, out, right? You're flying borders. home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the thing is, I, I think he enforced it um, Monday night, so he didn't actually say, you know, like immediately. He said mm. Monday night. I think I remember correctly. And yeah, I, I literally thought I was on the last flight. It literally felt like um, that was the last flight. You know, the US is now locked down. Wow. <laughs> you know, there's no more going back. And uh, yeah, it was very hectic since you know this was all happening live. So you know, I wasn't even sure if I was gonna uh, get on a flight back or if I was gonna stay here in the valley for the next three months. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't mind. You know, it was, it's a really nice place. Awesome. So you made it back. All right. So summarize your whole trip. Like what, what, what did you learn? If you can name like the top lesson, what was the sure. one thing you learned from that trip? Yeah. Um, I'd say the, the main thing I learned from it was, you know, don't ever doubt like how people, like how you can connect with people. Like I think at that point, you know, it, it was like an emergency, you know, I was like, oh, damn, you know, this event's cancelled, you know, what am I going to do? Um, so, you know, I, I think the main thing I learned was, you know, be confident in just reaching out to people and like asking before giving as well. I, I know there's the whole matter of, okay, you need to give and then you can ask. Um, sure, for like salespeople, of course. But like mm. at that point, um, because of everything that was happening, I was saying, oh, you know, my... Uh, conference just got cancelled. Could I potentially meet? Would you? Is it still the chance if you're around in the barrier that we could meet? Just through that, I mean, I was able to get a little 
a lot of responses. And um, yeah, I mean, the, the other main thing I, I say I learned was like the, the sort of advice and whatnot I got from VCs and... Yeah, what, um, what advice do you remember? And, and the people from there. Yeah, the, the main advice was uh, don't focus on ARVR. So this was from uh, Tom, actually. He said, don't focus just on ARVR investors, like focus on like prop tech investors. I mean, the main learning from that was don't always aim for the gold, right? Like always try and see if there's something else, like a, a lower hanging fruit that you can grab instead mm. of just aiming for something um, that everyone's aiming for. So, you know, it's very similar to the, the whole uh, scenario there where, you know, a lot of people went to Silicon Valley uh, back in, I think the 1900s to, to find gold, right? And, mm. uh, you know, dig for gold. And the thing is, the people who made the most money in that uh, whole, you know, selling shovels uh, situation were the people who sold the shovels. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So the, it was a very similar, basically just to that, to say, uh, don't focus on, don't always have your eye on like the prize, right? Like sometimes look around and see if you can uh, actually attain something that's that's much more realistic. Um, yeah, there's opportunities that, everywhere. That really me. If you keep your eyes yeah, open. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it was just about really focusing on what I needed to do and, uh, well, to get to that point and, and, you know, build the team. So that's why, um, you know, right now we actually last month we onboarded a uh, new member on the team, uh, Damien, who's actually our CMO. Excellent. Uh, who's actually gonna... right now just helping us with the growth and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I know. So far, we just had a technical team. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, tell uh, me, why did you? Myself on why did you decide the, the time is right to get a CMO? Okay, I mean, before that decision, it was just a technical team. So it was myself, really, just leading everything on the business side, and you know that's great and all. But again, I'm learning everything as I go. So it came to my attention that, like, crap, I actually need to have someone on board who's doing full-time with me and who's experienced. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I found Damien, actually, it's funny. I found him through a Slack group. His previous experience was working for a company called OpenGo as a C uh, uh, chief sales officer, I believe. And OpenGo exited for 1 billion in uh, 2018. Mm. For, yeah, over a billion. Um, also, just one second, my audio, one second. Okay. Your hey, can you hear me? Yeah, your mic's completely changed. Sorry, my audio just uh, screwed up. Uh, hello? Can you yeah, still hear me? My... Yeah, I can still hear you. But okay, okay. it seems like your mic, it was on a different mic before, so I think that the sound quality is going to suddenly change, but it's fine. We can now... Wait, is the sound quality, uh, like, is it? A different mic right now now it's a different mic it's like you just switched but it's fine oh my god no way <laughs> what i happened? had my other mic plugged in the whole time <laughs> you had what so so this is currently like my snowball yeah uh, my... that's Damn, what so it sounds wait, like wait. what was it on before it was it was meant to be on the snowball was it on the the snowball no um i have like this audio managing thing and um i literally just switched that i mean it ah. said it was already on the snowball Never mind. It's still fine. It still sounded good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so wait, let's backtrack. What, what was the, um, let, let me go back. Cause I, I want to actually like provide a, um, you know, short explanation to it. Okay. I'm, I'm like, well, do you want to switch it to the previous mic just to, just so that it, the whole thing sounds the same. Otherwise this is going to be like a, 
yeah, sure. Um, or it could be a cool thing for you to mention and be like, oh, yeah, you know, okay. I- well, yeah, we can just keep this. That's fine. <laughs> sure. So the last thing you said was uh, a billion. Like the, his his last company exited at a billion. Yeah. So that was OpenGo. Um, they sold to basically the the largest uh, parking um, company in in Europe. Like they had all these facilities and whatnot. And uh, yeah, at the time they were like ranked number one in the app store, for example. Um, and to think, you know, he would come on board and join us at such an early stage. Mm. And keep in mind, like, you know, at this time, um, you know, this was like last month and I'm, you know, I reached out to him like a 17 year old and I said to him, you know, I've got this startup, you know, I think it would be awesome to have you on board. Is there room for us to uh, basically just collaborate and mm. um, you know, work together? And, and yeah, like surprisingly enough, he reached out back and said, let's do it. So yeah, so where's he, to... where's he based and is he yeah, the so same age as you? In... No. So he's actually based in uh, Paris in France. Okay. Keep in mind, like he's double my age. Like I, I think even, you know, more so, so, <laughs> you know, he's already been around the block a couple of times uh, with companies. So, uh, you know, for me, I, I kind of see him as a mentor as well. Definitely. Mm. Exciting, exciting times, man. Um, all right. I think uh, I'm going to let you go. I know you're, you're a busy young man and i really appreciate yeah. uh you all sharing your story with me yeah. again yeah i'll be sure to keep you up yeah i'm sure uh, there's going to be a cool update the next time we speak yeah yeah i mean again so far we've just been focusing on uh our current pre-seed round and we actually have uh the world's largest vc on board as well wow um, who's basically committing a majority of the round and a few angels uh, as well, uh, who who will also join as non-executive directors, and um, yeah, with them we're going to have the opportunity to work with some of some of the government projects as well. Since so far we've just had a commercial focus, and remember how I told you at the start, you know, I wanted to always have this as like a fire safety solution, yes. and um, target like governments and whatnot. Yeah, so ironically, it's, ever, it's coming back. Yeah, yeah, for the first time ever, we're going to have the chance to work with some governments actually and uh, to get those uh, kind of contracts in place because those are really i'd say where the money's at <laughs> yeah wow exciting and you're sure, still so. not old enough to drink yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you're barely old uh, enough to drive now have you got your driving license yet no i mean oh man i mean you reminded me i, I still need to download the app you know stop my uh theory and whatnot Excellent. and uh, yeah hopefully i i should be driving soon <laughs> Excellent. I mean, in London, you don't really need it too no. much, but well, I'd but, say definitely in America. Though. Yeah, when you move, when you move the company out to Silicon Valley, you're gonna need that Tesla. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that Model X. Of yeah, course. baby. All right, cool, Byron. Thanks again. Great. Okay, that's Byron Kogmaz, a 17-year-old entrepreneur with a very bright future. That's it from me. I'm Tan Lei. This is Noticing the Obvious. Thanks for listening and join me again next time.